Hey everybody, welcome back to A Higher Future. I'm UBC Mignetti, as always, and I'm here with Dr. Nicole Gravagna. How are you? Good morning, UB. Who are we talking with today? So we are talking to Therese Lamb. She's the Chief People Officer of Wind River, coming to us live from Australia. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Hi, UB. Hi, uh, Nicole. I'm so humbled to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. No, it's our pleasure and excited about this conversation because it's really focused on change. Um, and I think everybody is knows exactly what that means now, given the last year. But but let's start with Wind River. You know, um, there's, there's some cool, innovative things that you all are trying to do. It, it aligns with kind of what we're trying to do in terms of using technology. But but yeah, tell us a little bit about what what's going on at Wind River. Yeah, no, great question. So I started with at Wind River in 2019 when we just um, split out from Intel. So we're owned by a PE company called TPG. And we've been going through transformation since then. We're transforming our business model, transforming our culture, transforming the way that we do things, transforming uh, embracing technology ourselves, um, but also really more importantly, you know, transforming our product. Um, and so, you know, we, we um, when, when we think about the technology that, uh, you know, we've been known as embedded in the embedded space, uh, real-time operating system, we're really moving and creating a new space around uh, intelligent systems and what we call um, the machine economy. And so it's the intersection of, you know, machine technology and the people and help, you know, using technology to really help us make um, you know better decisions, move faster, um, go to market faster as well. So yeah, it's a really exciting time to be part of the company. And, and so I, I wonder, you know, you have uh, this innovative company, and you're in the people side of the innovative company. And so, how do you at this company, but also from your own perspective, because you have personally gone through a number of acquisitions and then uh, what a divestment um, out of Intel. And, and so um, how do you see transformation and, and how do you help those in your company get through it? Yeah, great question, Nicole. I think, you know, what's, uh, I mean, through acquisitions, um, you know, that's a catalyst for, for change, right? Um, but when you're driving the transformation that, uh, you know, we're driving, it's about how do you help the company um, be more change agile, right? And help them through the, the change. It's not about just the rationale of change, you know, through acquisitions, of course, employees don't have the, the choice, right? It just happens to them. Um, and helping employees, um, you know, navigate the change, um, but also the human element, the internal change is really important. Um, and in driving, you know, transformation, people understand why we need to change and, you know, be stay relevant and actually, you know, lead in this new, uh, you know, machine economy. Um, it, it's really important that, uh, you know, we help the people go through the change or be change agile, what I call change agile. And COVID is a big test of, uh, you know, test to that, right, is really about, you know, how does our, you know, everyone's in the same boat, right? And so how do we, you know, band together and help each other through this change, but more individually, you know, how do we as individuals, you know, help our own mindset, 
you know, uh, work through this change as well. And so, um, yeah, that's what um, I've been really focused on, you know, driving the change is helping people through the change and it's helping them step by step. You know, it's not just a flip of a switch of a mindset to change, but it's really helping people, you know, um, uh, absorb that change, understand the change, but also, you know, help them to realize um, themselves why the change is important for them and the company. You said that you actually train your managers to um, deal with transformation and to help their teams move through it. How does that usually look? Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of uh, change management uh, training out there, you know, as part of GE, and they have a really good change um, management model. But what I find is that, uh, you know, especially driving change, the most important thing is the human element of change. And so what we did a few years ago, and we're actually going to restart that again uh, very shortly, is helping our managers to themselves embrace the change because it starts with themselves, right? If they haven't embraced the change, how can they help their employees embrace the change? So it's really focused on, um, you know, the human element of change, right? Because 70% of, uh, of change fail, not because of, hey, the rationale is wrong or the model was wrong. It was really about the human element. We forget about the human element side of it. And so what, what um, you know, the, the, the workshop that we did with our managers a few years ago was really focused, about, uh, focused on um, helping the managers understand how people go through change. So what we call the change curve, you know, from denial through to, uh, you know, confusion, because of course, you know, in any change, there's going to be moments of during the transition um, of influx and uh, confusion and, um, and um, uh, chaos, right? What we call, you know, messiness chaos, right? Um, and then helping, you know, the, the, the teams work through that to try to embrace, to experiment, and accept the change. So it's we're helping our managers work through that with their um, teams and the individuals on their teams because everyone embraces change differently, um, or you know re um, uh, responds to change differently. Um, so it was really focused on that human element. Um, so we're going to do that again because we're we're going through another uh, set of change around um, um, the way that we work, uh, especially as we go into the hybrid model. That sounds great, and I, I bet a lot of companies have. Um seen probably the need for that without really embracing the the need to embrace the change. And so like really addressing the fact that this is hard on people. It is genuinely hard on people and in different ways where not everyone will track the same way through that change curve, like you, you said. I'm wondering, Therese, how do you personally uh, fit in the change curve? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'm probably not the the model person in terms of you know helping uh, someone through change because I've always seen change as an opportunity. Um, I actually go out there seeking change because I get bored pretty quickly. So I go to say, okay, well, what's the next thing, right? And so I see change as an opportunity for growth and learning. Um, and so you know, I th that's how I've embraced change is that mindset of opportunity. Now, for those who see, you know, change as a, as a challenge, right, or, you know, fear change, you know, I, I think what's most important is for them to, um, you know, understand in that particular moment, because you may, you may accept a change for a particular, very contextual, right, change is very contextual as well. So you, if it's um, something that is really, um, uh, you see it as a, as detrimental to you, right, whether it be your position or, um, you know, or something that's, 
personally, you know, detrimental to you, you may resist the change much harder than something else, right, of course. Um, so I think, you know, um, it, it's important to understand really the why, ask yourself the why, right, and project yourself also in, hey, you know, what could this mean for me, right, what could this do for me, um, and, and, and understand that, uh, you know, you can control your emotions and how you respond to that change, because you, you cannot, you know, change sometimes is put upon us, right? A lot, many times put upon us, right? Like COVID, you know, we, we mm -hmm. didn't have any control of that, but you can control your emotions, you can control how you think and you act and how you respond. So I think it starts with, with that, right? Having a realization of the why, having a realization of what can I get out of this and really taking control of that is the first step. It is, it's hard not to feel like someone's sabotaging you, right? Mm -hmm. When so you're, you're like, I'm, I'm tracking down my career path and look at all these sabotaging things that are happening to <laughs> happening to me. And yeah, yeah. that uh, ability that, the, for, for you to turn that into an opportunity as opposed to a sabotage is a big difference between you and some other folks. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, that threat, right, is a... Uh, threat of you know or or not wanting to let go because you've got a great thing happening right and so you don't want that to be upset right or someone to come in and upset that whole uh you know what, what you have around you so yeah it's there's so many different reasons so that's why you know for me change is a, a very personal right it, you can't yeah. it's not a you know one size fit all you know change model or one size fit all uh you know from a manager point of view um you know that that you know, they approach it from one size fit all approach. Yeah. What's your advice to other chief people officers or other um, people executives in this time when, you know, we just forced everyone to work from home and now we're pushing upon them a return to the office in one way or another? Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, you know, in the last year, especially, you know, it's really forced us in HR to innovate and, you know, think differently um, how, you know, we hire, for example, right? Where we hire, you know, can we hire remotely? Um, you know, um, how do we use technology to hire as well? Because, you know, we thought that um, uh, things would, uh, uh, especially from Wind River, we, we, we were on a different trajectory of, of a hiring spree, we thought we take this opportunity to do, you know, to, to do a hiring spree. But what it's done is uh, COVID's done is aspirated digital transformation. And what that has done um, has forced a lot of companies um, to hire more software engineers. And it's like, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're all, all in it in the war for, you know, for software talent. And so, you know, how do we better use technology to, to hire? Um, you know, how do we recognize people now that everyone's, you know, digital and now everyone's remote? How do we develop, you know, oh my gosh, you know, training was, okay, before you, you go to, you know, a classroom and, you know, you train in that perspective, but now how do you leverage technology and Zoom, for example, to develop and train and, and also collaborate? So it's really forced us HR to be innovative and creative, right? Uh, to help also look at how do we connect people in this digital world as well. So it's it's really put us, um, you know, all to test, um, but I've loved it. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed being, um, you know, in, in this sort of environment where, um, you know, you have to be creative and you have to think differently and 
think innovatively and experiment and say, okay, that doesn't work. We'll try something different. Um, yeah, I've really um, thrived in this, yeah, in this moment. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, I'm just fascinated by where we're all going. And it, it feels like, um, you know, we're all, Finally, you know, the, talk about a uniting event, and you know, in history, <laughs> to bring uh, all of us together. And so that—that's what I'm really excited for. I think the future of work is—it's um, going to look a lot different. And you know, I, I love that. I love your perspective from, you know, how do we use technology to help human beings be able to do that? To do that more comfortably to do that, you know, the world we come from is, is hiring and inter interviewing, right? And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to make a, a decision about a candidate based on our gut feeling, right? Because that's the easy default mode, but it's a gamble. And so mm -hmm. how can we use technology to make that same easy decision, but, but make sure that that decision is confident, right? And, and th mm -hmm. that we're confident in it and that we're hiring the right people, you know, and then to your point ab about uh, change, how do we accept that change? You know, it is a mindset shift. I think that's what's the biggest thing here. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just fascinating. So I thank you for this conversation. Uh, you know, it's, it's just been really, um, I think it's really powerful and timely. And uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah, no, and thank you all for tuning in. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time on A Higher Future. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.